Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technologies for the mid-market with leading SAP HANA experts. Welcome to our Let's Talk Data podcast series. My name is Ginger, and I'll be your host for this series. Today, our topic is accurate and affordable data cleansing in the cloud for the mid-market. I'm joined by data quality and mid-market experts, Paul Madai and Henrik Kummel. Paul has been with SAP for many years, focused on topics from integration to data quality. He's an expert in data quality, and in particular in the microservice that we'll be discussing today. Henrik is located on the other side of the pond than myself and Paul. I believe he's in France. Is that right, Henrik? That is correct. He leads our mid-market business for the digital platform in EMEA North. So welcome, Paul. Welcome, Henrik. I'm glad you're here today. So I want us to start off a little bit about uh, just data quality in general. Um, we all know that good data is important, but often it's a cultural challenge to get data quality initiatives embedded into the business objectives and core business processes. Now, Paul, I know that you've done a lot recently. I know you just published a SAP Insider article on the topic we're going to discuss today, so we'll put that up. I know that you've also been busy doing some Facebook live chats and webinars and other podcasts. So if you guys check out what Paul's been doing, he's doing a lot. So I really want us, before we talk about a microservice that's affordable for the mid-market, I really want us to get your take on the imperative and the importance of data quality and, and in what you're seeing. So Paul, just give us a little bit of background on the importance of data quality. Sure, Ginger. You know, um, everybody, it seems, is talking about data these days. Um, everybody understands the importance of data, and also everybody understands in every market set, uh, segment, in every geography, in every business, um, they understand that they're being hit with a flood of data, more data sources, more, more kinds of data, more volume of data, and that the data is more important to their business uh, and ever, than ever. And I guess um, what I would say about it is that organizations can't tolerate poor quality data because customers won't tolerate poor quality data. I think this is a consequence of what we call the ladder of expectations. Um, what that means is that whenever you go online and you have a fantastic experience, for instance, not just online, but you know whether it's uh, streaming TV or in a retail setting or wherever, when you have a great experience, that becomes the new norm. So the ceiling is constantly becoming the floor. And sort of the dark converse of that is that every time a customer has a bad experience, it really shines in their head. It sticks out, and it is such a contrast to the great experiences that it has more of an impact than it ever has before. So a digital enterprise is a customer-centric enterprise. And that means that we have to be able to support the customer and able to support the customer adequately we have to have really high quality data to support our business initiatives. So there are, is a lot I could say. We could talk for an hour just on the importance of data quality and examples of why it's important. But I think that sums it up as well as anything. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, 
So given the, the imperative that we have to have good data quality, because just as you said, you know, the customer is the face and everything is about making sure the customer has the excellent experience. And this uh, podcast, we want to talk specifically about our data quality solutions that are available in the cloud. So could you just just give us a quick overview? I know that your SAP Insider goes goes over this offering in detail, but could you just give us a description of, of, of what it is we're talking about? I think it's a microservice. Could you just uh, fill us in on that? Yes, sure, Ginger. So, of course, data quality is an umbrella, div, uh, is an umbrella term that covers a lot of different um, capabilities and solutions. And we're focused on one aspect of data quality here today, and that is address data. It is the basic problem of data quality to make sure that uh, addresses, street addresses in your system are complete and correct. There uh, are high costs to the business for incorrect address data. And these include, of course, high mailing costs, uh, multiple mailings. They include um, um, sh returned shipments and reshipping and low customer satisfaction when they're getting multiple bills or they're not getting their materials or they're getting multiple um, circulars or mail flyers or whatever. So uh, address data is very important. Now, at SAP, we've been uh, attacking this problem of poor quality address data with technology we've developed for almost 30 years now. Um, and we've developed those technologies for on-premise usage. Um, but what we've done is brought these solutions to the cloud, okay? So we have um, just released last year our SAP Data Quality uh, Management Microservices for Location Data, kind of a, a long name, but I call them DQ Micro. And what DQ Micro is, it's a cloud-based microservice that delivers address parsing, standardization, correction, and enrichment as a RESTful web service with a simple JSON interface, okay? Um, as I say, it takes our on-premise technology and puts it in the cloud. Now, the on-premise solutions can be very costly, all right? By offering the solution in the cloud, we're able to make it affordable for smaller, smaller customers who may not be able to afford the software licenses, the maintenance and the data subscriptions that are required to implement these solutions on-premise. Now, if all we were doing was offering address correction in the cloud, then it would be sort of old news. There are lots of vendors who do this. But the difference here is that we have pre-integrated these address cleansing services with SAP applications like ECC, S4, Master Data Governance, Data Services, Cloud for Customer, etc. So with this pre-integration, it means that customers can actually very, very simply and very affordably implement a data quality firewall that prevents bad address data from ever getting into their systems in the first place and causing business problems down the road. So that um, pre-built integration means that you have inline, on-entry address correction in your system. 
every time somebody is entering a new address, a vendor address, a customer address, whatever it is, uh, a shipping address, a, a, a mailing address, a home address, every time they enter those addresses in the system, that address automatically um, goes out to the service, is parsed, checked, corrected, um, validated, and if, re if you want, also enriched with geocoding data. And this happens automatically. So that's the, um, that's the real exciting news in my book. So the two things that are, to me, very, very intriguing about this service is first, that it allows that on-entry data correction to keep that bad data address data out of your system, and that we're able to offer it on a pure pay-go model that makes it affordable for every customer. Um, customers who can't afford the high price tag of on-premise solutions will find this easy to afford um, for their for their business. Okay, so let me let me make sure I get this straight. Okay, so previously you said SAP's been doing data quality for 30 years, right? We've been experts in data quality, but before we kept those um, like if you're checking address everything on premise. But so now we've we've got that in the cloud, so I can use either or, and we have it embedded into our applications. Because if you think about it, like you said, Paul, there's lots of things where I go and enter my address online, and it automatically corrects, right? So it goes out. I'm in the U.S., so it goes out to the U.S. Postal Service, and Henrik is in France, so it would go out to the to the France Postal Service and check it. But the difference is that this is now available already for you inside of SAP applications, whereas if you used another vendor, you would have to integrate that yourself. Is that correct? Do I have it, that right? That is correct. It would be um, custom coding, and in mo many cases would not even be possible to do. You'd have to do some sort of remediation after the fact. Um, so yes, this is uh, this is uh, big news. Um, the fact that, that it's almost effortless to set up. Okay, so I just maybe have some configuration inside of my inside of my what what in, uh, master data governance ECC on premise S four systems right and you said hybrid cloud for customer as well, and then if I have like a, if I've developed a custom app I, I guess I could just call the service from there as well right is that correct Well, sh well sure and this um, this is because it's a simple restful web service. So it can easily be in integrated to custom applications via a simple HTTP call. Um, and we have some features in the service that actually make that easier. As I said, the um, service itself uses a JSON interface. And of course, in that JSON interface, we're going to send all of our um, parameters, all of our data and all the parameters we need and uh, uh, get a return. But we can simplify that because we have a, a, a UI in the service that you can go in and build what we call custom configurations. And the custom configurations um, specify, and they can be um, for specific countries or for specific regions or for specific business purposes or whatever. These configurations specify everything except pretty much the address data to be sent so that now our call is basically just going to say, hey, here's an address, here's the configuration name bring it back to me. It'll return it just the format we want, um, uh, just how we want it with the correct assignment level, everything. So the configurations make it even easier uh, to 
write those calls. And and think about this, Ginger. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of uses uses for this. We talk about we talk about um, you know it's pre-integrated to our applications, but that's not the whole story. We have a large customer, and they have customer-facing portals. Now they actually own our on-premise data quality solutions, so they could do all this on-premise. But the thing is, they don't want to call out through their firewall from their customer-facing portal. They don't want to call through their firewall to do the address cleansing. So for them, it makes more sense to go directly into our cloud service and not open up a hole in their firewall. So um, you can even combine sort of the on-premise and the um, and the cloud service in one business process. And there's even another use case for that which is that we have customers who maybe have our on-premise solutions, but they do 80, 90% of their business in a few countries and 10 or 20% of their business around the rest of the world. Well, what these customers can do is they can implement on-premise for those countries for which they do most of their business, in which they do most of their business, but then use the service for that 10 or 20% of the customers who are around the rest of the globe. Because the service has global coverage, it covers uh, over 240 countries, and it covers uh, 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 about 35, somewhere around their customers, or countries, excuse me, in depth, including geocoding and reverse geocoding for those countries. Because it's a global solution, um, those customers can optimize their spend on address cleansing by using hybrid mode and cleansing heavily used countries on premise, less frequently used countries in the cloud. Okay. And I know we were on another call and we were talking about that geocode can be really good for spatial applications, right? So if I just have a latitude and a longitude, I can bring that back and now I can plot it on a map, right? That's right. That's right. All all geocoding or all uh, geospatial applications, I should say, start with the latitude and longitude. That's the first thing you need. With our service, you can send an address mm -hmm. and return a geocode. Now, first of all, before you geocode an, ad an address, you should cleanse it because you're doubling your error if you geocode yeah. an incorrect address. So yeah. first you can validate the address and you can geocode it as well in one call. You don't need to make two separate calls to the service to do that. It can be done in one call. But now we've got that geocode. Now do we want to use that for marketing purposes? Do, uh, do we want to plot it on a map? Do we want to use it for any kind of geospatial um, application that we can think of? Yes, because the latitude and longitude is the root of every geospatial application. Right. Okay, now you talked earlier about this. Um, I want to ask Henrik a few questions too, but before we move, there's one thing. We talked about this would be affordable, so it is a, is a subscription. I didn't quite get all that. Do I pay like monthly for the usage, or how does this work? And how is it available to me on the cloud? Do I run it? What, is it part of more cloud things, or how? could you just describe a little bit more on the pricing, and then when we say it's in the cloud, where is it in the cloud? Yes, actually, it's... Um, um... It's implemented on the SAP cloud platform where we implement a bunch of services. And there are actually um, a couple different commercial models for this with a, you know, a couple different commercial models. The first is as a pure Pago service. So a customer, for instance, could um, go out to the SAP store and 
actually purchase the solution. You pay a small annual subscription fee, and then you, you can use the service productively, and every month you'll receive a bill for the prior month's usage. So truly pure pay-as-you-go implementation of the service. Now, I think as, um, as uh, uh, we're going to hear later, there are also cases where customers will want to use this service in conjunction with other services that are available on the SAP Cloud Platform. And for that, we have something called the Enterprise Agreement. And under the Enterprise Agreement, customers agree to uh, uh, an annual commitment of spend, and they buy that at a discount um, from SAP, and they get a pool of cloud credits. And with those cloud credits, they can use any number of services they want. There are many services that are included in this enterprise agreement, including our data quality microservice, and their pool of cloud credits as they use the service they'll just get a deduction from their pool of cloud credits for the actual usage of their service. So the important thing here is that you're paying for what you actually use, not for what you're not using. Okay, that makes sense. Pay for what I use, that makes it very consumable and easy to get started, right? And I know we'll talk later, I know there's trials and things where I can sign up on this. So Henrik, are you still there? I've been talking to Paul a long time. Strangely enough, Ginger, I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so Paul's talked about this um, this data quality microservice that we have, and he mentioned that it's available in SAP's cloud cloud platform. So Henrik, I'm so happy that you're here. I know you're an expert in our mid market business, and I think we have uh, really the SAP cloud platform is gaining uh, a lot of traction. I was last week. I was in London. I was at a Gartner Catalyst event where there were um, uh, IT experts there from all over Europe, and we had a lot of um, demos and cool things at our pod, and one of the, the uh, fun demos that we had is we brought in a bicycle, and the bicycle was actually highlighting our um, IoT service on our cloud platform, and so what would happen is the participant can come and ride the bicycle, and then we would... Um, use IoT sensors to measure how fast they were doing and then they would race against like a ghost rider. So they could see their speed, they could see where they were, they had to do two laps around. So it seems like our cloud platform is bringing a lot of innovative solutions such as this pay-as-you-go data quality service that we're talking about, but other things as well. Could you just describe for us a little bit about maybe what the cloud platform is and how you see it gaining traction in the mid-market? Could you just kind of update us on that? Yes, certainly, Ginger. Now, one of the things, you know, as a preamble that makes the cloud platform also so popular with our customers, especially also in the mid-market, is how easy it is to onboard, uh, you know, the customer itself done by a partner, and how easy it is to develop new applications without having to set up, you know, a brand new development environment. So that's very popular with them. Um, Coming back also to the DQ Micro service just discussed, this actually is not something that you would, you know, see existing or being consumed uh, in a vacuum all by itself. Typically, this will be part of a integration process, uh, you know, consumed by something as classical as a front-to-back consolidation. But it can also, like in your bicycle case, be something more, you know, more innovative, like a location-aware distributed kind of application, why not mobile or something sitting in the cloud and cognizant of 
where the consumer is uh, moving around. Think of a mobile loyalty application that would know where the consumer, the fan that you are, is moving around and where you're being close, for instance, to the store. It could be a restaurant, could be a gas station if you're driving around in your car. Uh, if you have bad data and bad coordinates, imagine the mishaps. Yeah, you, can, you might end up encouraging a customer to stop into a store while the address is actually that of a competitor, not what you want to happen, right? We, you know, we had the other, case, the other case of a consumer that was driving around and being directed into the toilets of, a, of, <laughs> of, of uh, ongoing workforce, so not really a good thing. Uh, but so all of this processing, you know, quite often is still happening with our, within on-premise um, environments at our customers, so these on-premise environments can, of course, consume the DQ micro uh, sitting in the cloud, but it's also being more and more integrated into the SAP Cloud Platform itself. So what is the SAP Cloud Platform? It's actually the SAP Platform as a Service. You know, increasing popularity with SAP customers, uh, both for those that are running traditional SAP applications like Paul was referring to, but also those that are exploring brand new use cases, even without some of the more traditional SAP applications in the landscape. Okay. So if I get the SAP Cloud Platform, it's not required. I even have like other SAP applications in the landscape. I can use that to develop new things, or like as Paul was saying, I could use a service to integrate with existing apps as well. So I have a lot of flexibility. Is that right? Absolutely, yes. We've got many customers that are actually, you know, onboarding with this without having any of the SAP applications in the, in the landscape. And they're using this both for agile development and for integrating, uh, you know, various third-party applications in the, in, that they might have in, in their landscape. And Paul was saying something that I really find very appealing, it sounds, especially for the mid-market, which is I'm, I'm able to pay as, as you go. If I have to check 100 addresses, I pay for 100. I don't have to, you know, pay this huge fee, and maybe, I, maybe I'm not able to get value out of that because it's too much for what I need. I'm able to just do bite-sized chunks. Are there other services we have in the cloud platform that are available as a pay-as-you-go model? Absolutely. So, you know, Paul referred to the pay, pure pay-as-you-go model, which is, of course, possible with the, with these consumption-based metrics. But we also have the con, the consumption-based uh, pricing that can be even available through a partner-managed cloud approach. In that respect, some of the services that could be applied, you know, where the metric is aligned is, for instance, the uh, machine learning services, where, well, for instance, we're using TensorFlow, for image classification to recognize uh, objects which customers might call in as being defective, yeah. So we can automate automate the recognition of the, what what product are we talking about in my catalog, yeah, and other deep learning scenarios. But also our new uh, blockchain. So the blockchain is a service available on the SAP Cloud platform uh, through a multi-chain fabric, and this can be just used uh, in. So, you know, cases even mid-market applied, like uh, a distributed proof of origin in, can be, could be in healthcare, could be agri-tech, uh, through to retail scenarios, very, very uh, frequently uh, seen here. Uh, you know, quickly growing uh, in, you know, use cases also, uh, especially here in Europe. I don't know too much about, you know, how quick the uptake is in the U.S. Uh, another case, uh, you know, a simpler case that is extremely illustrative is uh, the chatbot service. Uh, so we had what we got from the recast 
AI acquisition, which is you know a collaborative platform where we can build, train, and monitor intelligent bots uh, for any type of application handling all of this, um, you know. Uh, chatbot interface with users, which is, of course, the new generation, I think, of user interaction, where users, you know, con you know, the new types of consumers are not just using an application, not just using a web application. They like actually have to have a conversation with, uh, with our IT systems. Yeah, that would make sense. And, of course, the chatbot can use other services as well, such as this data quality uh, microservice we had to check the information they're getting. Okay. Um, so I want to shift the conversation a little bit, Henrik, just because we have you on the call, and I know that you do a lot of work with our partners, and I know partners are heavily involved with our cloud platform overall, including this microservice. We may have partners who are listening today who are saying, hey, is this another uh, skill I want to bring to my portfolio of things I can do? Um, so how does this fit in with our partners, the cloud platform, and, uh, and, data, and using data quality? Oh, this is uh, not just for data quality, but I would say the whole platform as a service and uh, what we see emerging is evolving the way partners have to work. Um, so it used to be partners were, you know, responding to an RFP, um, which they still do, by the way, <laughs> going into a customer uh, environment and then typically responding with a standard waterfall uh, implementation and deployment project, you know would take place somewhere between six, nine months, and voila, then you would have the brand new ERP system set up at that customer. Now, as of today, uh, what we're seeing emerging, uh, you know, what we have seen uh, being the emergent trend over the past couple of years already, but which fits with this platform as a service, is where what is being deployed is an agile development platform and environment where the partners become an integrated part of the customer's innovation factory, okay? And in these environments, they deploy, of course, you know, these things we know as DevOps and Agile development environment. And this is where for that customer, for that customer's uh, consumers, employees, uh, they will be releasing a continuous stream of new applications, new processes, uh, you know, that the business have an appetite for in a continuous way. Okay. All right. I think I think I get that. So the whole SAP Cloud Platform, we're really seeing a huge uptake by our partners, and it helps them to do their development more quickly too, right, when they're working through their RFP, and they'll use multiple of the services that we are offered. I think this service, is this a master data service, Paul or Henrik? That's the data quality management microservice we're referring to, right? If I look at all the services in the cloud platform, this is a master data service. Is that correct, you guys? Yes, it's accessible under the um, master data services area of the cloud platform applications. Okay. Now, for the mid-market specifically, Henrik, the, the one other question I really want to uh, get from you is what are you seeing, because this is a big shift, right, moving to the cloud, it, and it makes sense, this data quality management microservice, it makes sense that's a good place to start. Everybody has to do some type of address cleansing, so even if your applications are on-premise on and you don't want to check all of them on-premise, you want to save some money on the directories, check in the cloud, seems like it's a good, easy way to get started in the cloud. But what are you seeing overall with the technology adoption, specifically in the mid-market? Uh, 
Yeah, and that goes back together with the way the customers or the way customers are working and why the patterns need to evolve as well. What we see is more and more uh, customers that are looking at leveraging technology for competitive advantage. Yeah. Um, we went through a number of years where um, many of the organizations out there were getting more and more lean in the sense of they were downsizing and downscaling their IT departments. We are more, you know, even if it's no longer in-house, we see a reverse in that trend. So uh, customers out there are actually building up IT capacity internal and, you know, by contracting with our partners because technology is how they now need to differentiate themselves. Uh, running the same PAX applications as the neighbor is all very fine for getting, you know, best of breed and being the, you know, on par with best practices in the industry, but that's no longer enough. They need to have that edge, that differentiation. And going by having this uh, platform for DevOps, can they actually gain that? Okay. So let's take the people that are listening, so you guys, and let's say we want to get uh, started. So we really talked about a couple things. We talked a lot about that, uh, the data quality imperative and the microservice and how this runs on the cloud platform. And then we talked about there's a lot of other cloud platform services as well. So how would I get started? What would I need to do? So Paul, let's, let me start with you. I mean, this microservice is perfect for the mid-market. It's going to save them money. They only have to pay for the addresses. They don't have to license. Like I think you mentioned like the UK directory is one of the most expensive ones that there is. So it would make sense. I don't know if you mentioned that on this call or another call, but it would make sense to have certain countries where I would just pay as I go so I don't have to address the entire directory. This is a great way to get started. How would I get started with that? And then, Henrik, I want to get some information on you on how, how can I get started with with either finding the right partners or with the cloud platform. So, Paul, uh, over to you first. Yeah, so um, first of all, it's very easy to get a trial account on um, the SAP cloud platform. Uh, just go to cloudplatform.sap.com and you can sign up right there for a trial account. Once you've got your trial account, you can actually implement the microservices in a, in a trial mode. Uh, there are limitations on it. It's limited to, I think, 90 days. Uh, it's a little early in the morning for me here, so uh, I might get that wrong, and limited to 1,000 addresses per country. But um, that gives you a chance to try out the service, see how, how uh, it performs, how performant it is, um, and um, see what it would take to implement it uh, into your uh, applications, whether they're custom applications or SAP applications. As I said earlier, if you try it and you like it, it's very easy to buy. You can buy it directly from the SAP store or through your SAP account executive. So we have a lot of information out there to help you get started. We have blogs at blogs.sap.com, videos. We have a help site that details the service very explicitly and is easy to understand. So there's a lot of resources out there to help customers get started and to get going with our data quality microservice. Yeah, so what we'll do for everyone who's listening, we'll put, there's several links that, and we'll put them out there. One really good one is one of our colleagues, Ron, who does a lot with the microservice, wrote a blog, and he has a bunch of videos on how to use it. Also, we mentioned earlier that Paul just wrote an article. This article uh, talks about how to configure it, as do some of the blogs we'll put. And then we have two really good Facebook live chats, one on just data quality in general, and one on the microservice. And uh, Paul already mentioned that you can also just sign up for the cloud platform. And Henrik, I think you want to make sure we added something on the partners. What do you want to add? What, what, uh, what 
what sites do we need to be sure and link here to the podcast? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, important for many of our customers out there is to find the right uh, and the best and the most local SAP partner to help him with this implementation. Uh, so you'll find a link on the SAP Partner Edge uh, portal where you have what's well, basic partneredge.sap.com, so easy enough, and you have the possibility there to click on Find Me a Partner. Okay, good. So we'll be sure to include all that. So when you're watching this podcast, be sure and check out all the links here. All right, well, Paul, Henrik, thank you so much for joining, and maybe we'll see you another time soon. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Ginger. Um,